Hey, this is Sharan Srivatsa, and welcome back to the Business School Podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to tell you about something that no one will tell you about. Uh, I'm going to tell you about a story of one of our portfolio companies that we helped grow from $4 million to $16 million in revenue in a three-year period. So that's 4X in three years. And how we actually replaced the CEO, because he didn't want to be in the role anymore, and we hired a new CEO. The cool part about this episode is I'm going to take you behind the scenes of what happened in the first week of us hiring the new CEO and exactly what she did on the job. So this is the first week in the new CEO's role in the new company. I'm going to break it all down for you, and it all starts right now. One thing is for certain. Just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this, where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to, how to grow your business, how to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Srivatsa, and welcome to Business School. All right, I'm really excited to do a tactical episode for you to show you something that not many people will actually give you access to. And I'm going to take you behind the scenes of an amazing company's growth and more importantly, the transition, the transition that you can actually learn and see how it happened. It happened so smoothly and how you can actually utilize it in your life and in your business right now. So here is quick background. Um, one of our portfolio companies that we've invested in, we helped them grow from 4 million to 16 million. That's 4X in three years. The CEO, Sam, did an insane job. He works so hard. He has four children. Uh, he grew this company 4X in three years. He took all the guidance, all the direction, and he was Forrest Gump. He did everything that we shared with him. He hit every metric. He hit every goal. He worked his face off with amazing integrity. And then he just, at the end, when we hit this 4X in three years goal, he was like, Sharon, is there a way for me to continue to be a part of this amazing growth? But who can take this company to the next level? I want to do only the parts of the job that I want to do. He wanted to move into a creative role where he wanted to spend a lot of time just creating new products, thinking about marketing, and he wanted to be a more behind-the-scenes CEO. He didn't want to be out front, and that was his... Um, that was his passion. That's what he wanted to do. He wanted to create. And this was a services business. So he wanted to come up with new ideas, new marketing, and a way to reposition the business. And he really loved that. So we decided to go out and do a CEO search. We hired a new CEO for the business. And Sam had never transitioned the CEO of the business. So fortunately, we were, I've done this multiple times, bringing on a new CEO to a business. And then, uh, installing this person, getting them ready for success. So we hired an amazing candidate uh, after a six-month search. Her name is Amanda. Amanda came on board, and um, I want to walk you through the first week of Amanda's role. Amanda is had never been a CEO before. We took a chance on her. She had been um, she had been in a very cool, very cool background. She's not only been a CMO, so she had a marketing background, but she'd also been a COO. So she has like the left and right brain, and she really wanted to grow and she was in the time in our life where she could dedicate a lot of time. So we were super excited to hire and work with her to grow her as CEO of our portfolio company. So when Amanda came on board, she's like, 
I had our first kind of one-on-one with her to get her in ready for that first week. And she's like, Sharon, like, do I just jump in? What do I do? Like, what do I do my first week? And the business has uh, 27 employees and 27 employees, the business. Uh, and she was like, I had 27 people. I've met three or four of them during the interview process. I'm, they're all going to report to me. Like, what do I do here? And so I asked her this question. I said, hey, so how important is it for you to feel like you have a great relationship with everybody? Do you want that to happen first? Do you want that to happen second? What do you think? Because different people are different, right? They come in and they want to lead with an iron fist, and that's fine too. The others want to come in and have a rapport-based approach. That's fine too. So I wanted to know where she was at. So she's like, Sharon, I just want to spend the first week getting to know the 27 folks, because if I do that, then I can actually learn, grow, and uh, be a part of this business because it, it, it's not my company on day one. So I have, to, I have to like earn my way in. And I thought that was really great. So given that as background, what I'm going to share with you is two things. Number one, how Amanda went about setting one-on-one meetings with all 27 people in week one. And number two, we actually got her to work with just five questions. She asked the same five questions in every single meeting. Um, I We worked on this together. We worked on this for a very particular reason. I'll actually walk you through exactly what the questions are and why we did those. Because though this alone has gave her insane perspective and a deep relationship with everybody. So what Amanda did was she committed to, in this first week, getting to do one-on-ones with everybody. So... Uh, Monday morning, it was actually Friday, Friday afternoon, uh, we did a happy hour, cocktail hour, got everybody together and introduced Amanda, welcomed her to the family and the team. And Amanda said, hey, I'm super excited to spend the next week with all of you. Here's what I'm going to do in the first week. I'm not going to check any email. I'm not going to check any voicemail. I'm not going to be in any board meetings or calls. I'm not going to call any clients. I'm not going to do anything except I'm going to meet with every single one of you one-on-one. And I want to do a 45-minute meeting, and I'm going to spend one-on-one time with every single one of you. So she literally put up a poster board in uh, her office, and everyone had to sign up for one of the slots, right, with her. And so right by the end of that cocktail hour, her entire board was filled up, which was very, very cool. And she had all her meetings ready for next week. She didn't even have an email. Like we, she said she didn't even want an email address. That's all she did. The first week she came in and then um, let me walk you through the scripting of the five questions that we decided that she was going to ask every single person in the organization. Now, you may not like these questions. You may not think it's your style. You may judge right away. But let me tell you that we came up with this from the perspective of the culture of the company, from Amanda's personal personality, and some of my experience so that she could dive deeper and get to know the company better. All right? So here are the five questions that Amanda asked in the interview. I'm going to go through each of the five questions really quickly, and I'll tell you why. Cool. Uh, So this was Amanda's first week as CEO. She asked all her one-on-ones the same five questions. Question number one, teach me something. Teach me something. Here was the, uh, I'll actually go, you know, here what I'll do, I'll actually go through all five questions and then I'll tell you why we asked uh, each one of them and maybe I'll give you some context. So question number one, teach me something. Question number two, what do you love about the company or your role? Question number three, uh, What happens before you? What happens after you? 
Question number four, what is one goal of the company that you feel good about? And question number five, if you were the CEO for a day, what would you do? Assume you have an unlimited budget. Okay, let me run through the questions very quickly one more time. Number one, teach me something. Number two, what do you love about the company or your role? Number three, what happens before you? What happens after you? Number four, what is one goal of the company that you feel good about? And number five, if you were the CEO for a day, what would you do assuming that you have an unlimited budget? Okay, so let's take out two minutes and I'll give you the breakdown of each of these questions and why we ask them. Number one, teach me something. Uh, The main idea of this question was to bring out the passion in everybody and almost every single person taught Amanda something that was not related to work. Uh, One of them taught her how to use a a sock puppet. One of them taught her like a few moves on the Rubik's Cube. One of them told her about um, how uh, they've been learning how to do a hacky sack. One of them taught her like speed reading. So it, it was amazing because now Amanda was able to go deeper personally because something that you can only teach something that you know really well and that you're passionate about and your passion truly comes out in that. Uh, I think a couple of people taught her something about the role and the business, but almost everybody taught her something else that they knew that they were good at. This allowed Amanda to learn and know about them in a completely different way that she would have never thought possible. Let me give you a side note. Teach me something is my favorite question in an interview. I love asking people in an interview setting to teach me something because it allows me to learn two things. One, to see what they're good at. And two, to see how they communicate what they're good at, see the passion in their eyes, see how they communicate, what their natural style is, are they auditory, do they draw, do they use frameworks? I wanna see that because that's how you know that in that role, whether they need that or not, I wanna see the passion come out. It's sometimes harder for introverts to do this, but even for an introvert, when you say teach me something, it can be the smallest of things, they will teach you something that they know really well, which is so amazing, right? It's hard to get them to do this, but when you say, hey, this could be anything, it gets really fun very quickly, all right? So that's number one. Here's question number two. Seems really simple, but uh, it's structured in this order for a reason because you want to go from teach me something to something visceral. Hey, what do you love about the company or your role? Because Amanda's just trying to figure out as the new CEO, what's the vibe? What's the vibe? And if there was a common theme, she could figure it out pretty quickly. Hey, I love the culture. I love the perks. I love the uh, flexibility. I love the office. I love the mission. I love the work. I love the. I love my team. I love my job. I love the tools, whatever it may be. You get to hear about that. And so you also know, hmm, uh, if Amanda was going to go and very quickly install new ideas, change some stuff, and a lot of people had said that they loved the hours and she was going to change that, she would get pushback. So she got a chance to poll what people loved right away. So she knew that because if they, what is the one thing that you love about the company or the role, really force them to say that. So that, that was number two. What is one thing you love about the company or your role? Number three, what happens before you? What happens after you? All right. This is one of my favorite questions. Uh, Amanda and I engineered this. This, uh, this service business is a very sequential, how they actually deliver a service to a client. It may not be specific for everybody, but most businesses have a sequential view of how they deliver a service. May it be consulting, coaching, products, fulfillment, uh, real estate, uh, insurance, 
private equity, whatever. It does not matter. There's most of the time, there's a semi-sequential way in how something gets done, and it's important. And uh, a big part of what I wanted Amanda to understand is that let's say Amanda was talking to um, a operations person or a, a customer support person. So take that as an example. And if Amanda's talking to a customer support person, what happens before you and what happens after you is a great question because now the customer support person says, okay, here's what happens before me. Um, the marketing person runs the ad, the salesperson sells the call, and once the onboarding team onboards this person, only then do they have access to me as their support person. And once uh, that's when I get involved after the onboarding person cool after onboarding is done. So now Amanda knows, okay, the only time Jimmy is involved or the only time support gets involved is after onboarding. And so if Amanda wants to make some changes to the overall structure and she wants support to be involved through the entire time, she can say, hmm, why is support not involved the entire time? She can ask that question. Now she knows that support gets involved. The first, the first thing that happens is onboarding happens and then support gets involved. And the next thing that they say is, hey, uh, what happens before you? What happens after you? And she's, he says, well, uh, Jimmy and support may say, well, um, my job ends when I hand them off to our closing manager, which means that everything is done and then some person goes and closes a transaction or the service or whatever. So that way, Amanda, as a new CEO, knows where Jimmy starts and where Jimmy ends. And when you do that for every person in the company, you start to have a mental sequence map of where everyone falls and how the company flows and where the product and the service and the money moves. Any amount of whiteboard drawing can't help that because tracking the money through the people, through the system works really well because you start to know what happens before me and what happens after me. That also shows the deep relationships between you know, where the bottlenecks are and where they're not. And it shows the power of uh, whether some person is overwhelmed or whether some person is busy or whether some person has way too much going on in their plate and can handle a lot more just because of them being good. So question number three is what happens before me and what happens after me that allows Amanda as a new CEO to understand their role. Number four, what is the one goal of the company that you feel good about? This is actually a trick question because... Uh, Sam, the CEO, had done a good job of always stating and restating goals of the company. And they have something called the triple bottom line because it has to serve the company, it has to serve the business, and it also has to serve the community. That's how they built their, 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 their vision, mission, and values. But different people resonate with different things. And so for Amanda to know, as the new CEO, what is motivating each employee and do they are they actually connected to source? Are they actually connected to the goal of a business? And what goal are they connected to? That is really important. Uh, and she noticed when she did this that different people said different things. And that itself is a very interesting data point, right? If every if most of the business is focused on different goals of delivery and different goals that they kind of feel good about, then it's interesting. Maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing. I don't know, but it allows Amanda to have a data point and she can then decide whether she needs a unifying force or whether she doesn't. She knows what every single person is going for. A, a good sidebar question here is if I actually walked into your office and I said, hey, what's one goal of the company that you feel good about? If all of them say something different, then you know you have a goal messaging problem, right? Because that's why not everyone is rowing towards the same thing. It's really, really good. Uh, I've talked about the story of uh, when we grow a real estate company, tell us often. And I say, you know, it's 10x in five years. You shake anybody 
of the team, they'll be like, hey, what's the goal of 10x in five years, right? They know that. And that allows people to be extremely congruent on the singularity of focus. All right, here's number five. If you were the CEO for a day, what would you do? Assume you have an unlimited budget. This is a fun question. And she laughs and, and she says, hey, um, I want you to tell me something crazy or something that you've really wanted. You will not be judged for this. And it's amazing how small so many of the requests were that uh, it's easy for Amanda to get small wins on. This is the thing that Amanda writes down because if she can, uh, in her first month or first quarter CEO, if she's like, oh my gosh, like nine people just wanted better coffee, like it would be easy to fix. Or, you know, or seven people just wanted to have upgraded tools to their workstations. Do you know the the sing you know the single most important the thing that Amanda heard because uh, they are they are a service business and all people still come into the office. Uh, all a lot of their people asked for stand up desks. If I just had a stand up desk, it would be better. Like what do you think the first thing that Amanda did? She got everybody stand up desks. Like she had no idea. Sam had as a CEO had no idea, and nobody would have had any idea unless they had asked. It's pretty amazing, right? So. Uh, here are the five questions. Let me recap for you of Amanda's first week as CEO. Number one, teach me something. Number two, what do you love about the company or your role? Number three, what happens before you? What happens after you? Number four, what is one goal about the company that you feel good about? And number five, if you were the CEO for a day, what would you do uh, and assume that you have an unlimited budget? This was the five questions that Amanda asked in every single one of her one-on-ones. She then took all the answers and map, used that to map out her first quarter at the business along with us as investors and, our, and her advisors to map out the goal. Um, of all the CEO onboardings I've done, I am super proud of how well Amanda handled this onboarding into our, into our portfolio company. We'd helped the business grow four, 4X in three years, and I think we're going to do that again in the next three. And all that with a newly appointed hired gun CEO, which is very, very hard to do. So I, hopefully that gave you a quick sense of, um, one, you can actually hire a CEO that can do a better job than you and can take the business to a next level after you've done what you want to do. And number two, a good process drives good results. She didn't just go in and wing the one-on-one. She did it in a very thoughtful way, but she discussed the question beforehand with an advisor and then came up with the game plan together. When you have those two in place, you can really do a lot of thoughtful things. So if that was interesting to you, all I'd ask is um, go, by the way, uh, how we, this is exactly what we do for a lot of our partner companies, we call them partners, uh, not portfolio companies, partners, because they're, we have a minority stake in them. And our goal is to get them, uh, you know, to triple their business and get them ready for an exit in three years, like triple their business. And that's what we've done. If you're interested in other stories like this, go to highlandprime.com. It's highlandprime.com. Otherwise, just uh, go to Instagram, shoot me a quick DM, say, hey, Sharon, uh, listen to that podcast. That was fascinating. Or I think I'm going to use that with my team. I wanted to share Amanda's story with you because I wanted to inspire you and give you some really tactical things that would help you do the same in your life and in your business. So if that was helpful, uh, go to highlandprime.com, check out some stories or DM me. And uh, hopefully that was helpful and I'll catch you on the next one. Hey, Sharon, I have a cool gift for you. Since you like this podcast, I actually have an ultra super secret private podcast that I make just for my partner companies and the CEOs and influencers that I advise. It's called 10K Wisdom. 
because I try to wrap $10,000 worth of value in every single episode in just under 10 minutes. That's why it's called 10K Wisdom. It's raw, it's real, it's got no intro or outro or anything like that. It's just straight to the point and to the insights. Since you like this podcast, I think you will like that. So for the first time, I'm making it available to you. Just go to 10kwisdom.com, the number 10kwisdom.com, and my team will activate it for you as my gift. Go to 10kwisdom.com. I'll see you there.